You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Nothing happened here this week, so nope. Bye, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that has a better defensive record than the current Manchester United squad. With me is Karami the Sweeper Kamil. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, he's the sweeper because he's the one that does all the sweeping at home. Lah. And I am Faisal American, who is ultra defensive, just not when it comes to football. Our manager, Nicholas, sacked in the morning John is absent. Today, he lost the dreaded vote of confidence. <laughs> As always, uh, let's start with the English Premier League and the big one. Manchester United lost 5-0 to Liverpool at home. Four of the goals came in the first half. Uh, Mohamed Salah scored a hat-trick to add more records to his cap. Uh, he's the first Liverpool player to score in 10 successive matches, right? Yeah, he, he is. And I think he's the first uh, opponent player to score a hat-trick at Old Trafford since Ronaldo in 2003. So he is in his best form right now. Karam, the two teams were miles apart in quality. And the scary thing is, uh, I don't think Liverpool were even playing at 100%. You are totally right. I think Liverpool was playing their own game, but without, I think, money was on the bench. Liverpool scored two early goals uh, in less than 15 or 20 minutes and that totally just opened the floodgates. But midway through the second half, they seemed to have eased off a bit, right? I guess they were trying to prevent injuries. Maybe because Nabi Keita picked up an injury uh, from Paul Pogba's tackle and Pogba was sent off for it. But I think uh, in the second half, they were already 5-0 in front and I don't think United were, were able to come back from that deficit and... When you say miles apart, Faisal, it's like men against boys. And United look like the old United under Louis van Gaal, you know. They just pass the ball sideways and... Oh my God, it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so when you compare them to Louis van Gaal, you're saying this current squad is still better than uh, under Moyes lah. <laughs> Don't get me started on Moyes. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I think United did put up a fight in the first half. They did create a couple of chances, but uh, their defensive line, I think uh, Maguire played a big part in both of Liverpool's first two goals. He was horrendous. I can't believe he's the captain of United. <laughs> oh my God, without Varane. I think Lindelof played well compared to Maguire. Uh Kudos to Liverpool. I think Firmino played well. He did not get on the score sheet, but playing as a false nine, I think Firmino did really, really well to create space for his strike partners. Just now, you said that uh, Pogba was a red carded and deservedly so. United also had six yellow cards, so that's 6-0 to United. <laughs> <laughs> One of the yellows was for uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who was uh, kicking out at uh, Curtis Jones. Uh, we've all seen it. Surely it should have been a red card. I personally thought that it was a red card, but I think the referee consulted with his linesman. And at first glance, I th I really thought it was a red card, but 
on the replay, Ronaldo did kick the ball under Curtis Jones. So I think that was what the linesman told the referee. Mm-hmm. Hence, only the yellow card. Now, on the bright side for United, uh, there's calls for Oli out, Oli out and all of that, right? Don't worry, uh, United fans. You guys have another club legend who is available to take over at any time. His name Steve is Steve Bruce. Bruce. I hope not. I hope not. But okay, enough enough about United. Tell tell me how you feel after that big win at Old Trafford. I don't know, man. I mean, at first there was elation and then I kind of felt sorry for you guys, you know? <laughs> okay, remember when uh, United were beating Arsenal 8-0, eight eight was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then two, Fergie yeah. was telling the referee, just blow the whistle. I was, yeah, yeah. I was just yelling at the ref, you know, midway through the second half, just blow the whistle now lah. <laughs> but it was horrendous like it was horrendous mm-hmm. I I really hope that is the last time that United played like that uh, I hope Solskjaer made some tweaks uh, uh, on his tactics because Bruno Fernandes was absent uh, Ronaldo did not see enough of the ball I think Greenwood and Rashford played well but United was just relying on individual brilliance so it's mm-hmm. not going to beat a a solid team like Liverpool, right? It's always been that case uh, throughout the season, right? Uh, their wins were due to individual brilliance and not because of their performances as a unit. Yes, you're right. And I think Scholes wrapped this, uh, predicted this when United beat Atalanta 3-2 in the Champions League. Paul Scholes said that United players were happy that they came back from 2-0 down to win 3-2. But then Scholes stressed that United's first half performance were shambles, were shambolic. They conceded many, many chances for the opponents and... He actually did say that if United played like that against Liverpool, they would be 3 or 4 nil down in the first half and it, it became a reality. Let's uh, get you out of the misery and we'll move on to other <laughs> topics. Before that, before that, Faisal, to those who are still believing in Ole, yeah, this is what you get. <laughs> I shall say no more. Alright, moving on. Leaders Chelsea romped to a 7-0 win over Norwich. And that was uh, without Lukaku and uh, Werner. Yes, and we see Chelsea winning the match, but I don't think that any one of us predicted it's going to be 7. And Mason Mount had a heck of a game, scored a hat-trick. And Norwich was just overrun by Chelsea. Without Lukaku and Werner, but still Chelsea had quality players just to play Norwich out of the pitch. Also, we had Man City, 4-1 winners against Brighton. Uh, Tottenham, they lost 1-0 to West Ham. Arsenal beat Aston Villa 3-1. And Watford had their first win under Claudio Ranieri. It was a 5-2 win over Everton. Uh, Kudos to Ranieri, it was a big win for him. But Karam, looking at the Everton team, uh, the manager, Rafa Benitez, he's well known for his defensive organisation, right? Um, Really organised at the back, very hard to break down. Here, they conceded five goals. Do you think the problem is his players aren't good enough for his system? I think his players are competent enough to execute his tactics, but um, the goals that they conceded in that match, uh, I think three of three goals, I think, three goals he has in the last 10 minutes, it was all counter-attack goals. So, they were trying to win the game, but I personally think that this is just a blip for Everton. They were trying to win the match, they lost possession, and Watford just just punished them on the counter-attack. Classic Ranieri when he was with Leicester when they won the title. 
There was also a big match in La Liga. We had the El Clasico, Real Madrid beating Barcelona 2-1 at the Camp No. Fun fact, uh, Ronald Koeman is the first Barca manager in 81 years to lose his first three El Clasicos. Yes, and things are not looking good for Koeman. They did try to win the match, but I think Real just was more superior on the night. Good news for Barca though, Sergio Aguero scored his first goal for for them coming off the, from the bench. But all day it was Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Maybe Koeman might be accompanying Solskjaer for a couple of drinks later on this season. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kuman could be at Old Trafford. You never know. No, dude, no. <laughs> Moving on from football, we also had uh, MotoGP at the weekend. Marc Marquez won the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. But Fabio Quattararo won the title after finishing fourth. And uh, he did it with two races to spare. This was a really close title race, wasn't it? It was. And I think Quattararo got a bit lucky because... Peko Banyaya was in the race and he was in front of Quattararo just to give a uh, competition for the title race. But then with, I think, five or six laps to go, Peko Banyaya just lost his tyres and crashed. And from there on, Quattararo just needed to stay on his bike and he did finish fourth. And now he's the world champion, the first ever French world champion in MotoGP. Vive la France. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, tight championships, we also had the uh, US F1 GP. Uh, Red Bull's Max Verstappen is now ahead of title rival Lewis Hamilton by 12 points. Uh, this is after Verstappen won the uh, US GP in front of Hamilton and uh, Sergio Perez. And finally, we've got uh, some badminton action to talk about. Uh, yes, Faisal, our women's double, uh, our young women's double, Anna Ching and Tio Meijing, they won the Republic Czech Open by beating the Indonesian pair in a rubber game. They are scratched, but this is the first time they, they've been playing together and they've won the series. Um, it's great news for our national badminton team. Besides them, three other reps are also in the final. Uh, Ng Ziyong was in the men's final. Nor Shuhaini, the 19-year-old, was in the women's final. And we also have a men's double finalist, but all of them lost in the finals. But like I said, and like Nick said before, things are looking bright, looking good for our badminton team in the future. Couldn't have said it better myself. In my case, it's literally true because I don't know words. <laughs> With that, we've come to the end of yet another Podball Sportscast. Thanks for joining me, Karam. I am Faisal American. And I am Karami Kamil. Goodbye. You'll never walk alone.